Hi everyone, it's me Vivian and welcome to Chats with Project, where conversations that educate, inspire, and impact happen. So today I wanted to talk about Chats with Project, how it came to be and what it's all about. So if you've been following me on Instagram and you know, consuming my decolonizing content. So you'd know that in March this year, I wrote an article entitled The Effects of Colonization to the Modern Day Filipino. I'm really thankful um, to everyone who read it, who shared it on Instagram, who shared with me their own experiences as well, that made us all feel less lonely. So that was, that was really nice and I really, really appreciate the support and feedback on that article. Now, I think I stopped writing and posting much content for a bit after that. You know, kind of even took a break from Instagram. But it wasn't because of the whole decolonizing thing. It was more on a lot of personal stuff. But at the same time, I also needed to really sit with the, I think, the anger, the grief, the shame, the confusion. Because decolonizing is pretty confronting. You know, I ended up questioning how internalized my racism is and how that's affected how I've treated people and how I allow people to treat me. And it's deeper than that as well. Like, you know, realizing and seeing the inequalities across developing countries or what what I'd much rather call recovering countries compared to, you know, the West, how simple things that should be free like i mean when i say simple it seems simple over here in new zealand and you know people get free education up until of course uni where you have to apply for a student loan but in the philippines it's it's just not like that like there's so much like some people even struggle to get three meals a day if you really think about it the cost of poverty is an effect of colonization and how when they've built systems in a foreign land by the colonizer it's really just left the countries to fend for themselves i think mostly as well in my personal life and how i kind of see myself in a different light now i don't want to deny that anger is a valid emotion if there's anything at all that this past year has taught me it's that i should not be afraid of feeling that emotion anger actually tells you three things about yourself first it recognizes what's important to you or it will pinpoint to what is actually important to you second it's taking back ownership of what is rightfully yours taking back control of what is rightfully yours lastly it leads to what you're actually passionate about i think i just really wanted to highlight that because of what i'm going to say next anger is valid the confusion the rage the the shame, how we feel is valid. But I think personally, as a millennial, as a creator, as a writer, it can be so easy to get wrapped up in the rage culture. Don't get me wrong. I also understand that from a point of view of, you know what, we've been either enslaved or colonized for over 300 years. There's nothing else that we know how to approach this except to fight for it because our voices were never heard. We were never fully seen for who we are. Um, They've stripped us of 
what our culture is, our traditions, our background. They've raped our ancestors, our land for their own personal gain, for their own personal pleasure. So I understand that. And I understand generational trauma, which you'll hear more about in the part two episode chats with mark i get i get all the layers behind it but i think again as a writer as a creator i personally don't want my pieces to come across or my content to come across as angry sometimes in the rage culture it's so easy to get wrapped around the emotion the emotion of anger and the emotion of rage or the even the emotion of like exhaustion of like is there even a point talking about this? Are people listening? Is it making a difference? We can get caught up in that. I just don't want my content to come across like that. My goal in my own article or content that I want the focus to be shifted on the actual message. The actual message to educate. The message to decolonize and how decolonizing isn't just the job for the BIPOC community, or if you don't know what that is, it's the Blacks, Indigenous, and the people of color, but it is also a job of of the whites. And acknowledging the privilege that you do have over us, and that that's not your fault, if that makes any sense. And just learning to decolonize with us, how, you know, systems have been built and have been put into place by your ancestors that were shoved down our throats and not even wondering whether or not, hey, maybe this doesn't work because it was an institution or a law or an idea that was from a colonizer. And maybe it's not working for us because that's not how we are culturally wired. And I mean that in all different ways, like education, laws, crime, businesses, all of that. I'm also not saying that all of our ways are correct the same way that I'm not saying that all of the ways of the white is wrong. But what I'm trying to say is that if we are able or if we are wanting to move forward where people of different cultural backgrounds and ethnicities come to the table fully embracing who they are, where they're from, fully embracing their roots, and actually collaborate and contribute to the modern world, especially with sustainability. It is the indigenous people who have tend to our land for generations, and we don't give them space to speak. So it's it's all of that. Again, it's a very wild, it's a very wide thing. But my goal, I think, sorry, I've been saying my goal, my goal, my goal, but coming to it now, obviously, we can't change the world. And as cliche as it sounds, the best way to actually change the world is to change ourselves. So moving forward, I was thinking of a way where, you know, how can I sustainably keep creating and still from a place of authenticity where the outcome or my desired outcome is for people to come away from either the podcast, an article, or a quote, or something that I create or I share, for people to just 
take stock on their lives, whether or not racism is internalized, whether or not they have acknowledged privilege in their lives, and how they can decolonize in their own personal lives, and how they can make space for their friends, for their relationships, for their co-workers, and for their communities. And from there, I kind of wonder, maybe it could be a ripple effect of a slow, maybe slow, sustainable ripple effect of a shift in culture. You know what, I'll draw from my own strengths, which is, of course, writing, photography, creating, and I also realized, why not draw from the stories of my friends and connections? Like, I'm in the travel industry, I've also, you know, in my own little travels in the past three, four years, have met amazing people along the way, moving across the world and being in different or being exposed to a lot of different things for me, you know, for me growing up, being exposed to a lot of people, I'm just like, why do I not draw in from, from them? Education in the Philippines or in Asia is pretty intense. So um, in terms of history books, we've, we've got a lot of that. So we had a lot of history studies growing up and social studies growing up. But I think personally, the biggest impact is when people tell me stories. It's just more powerful to listen to to the stories of people and what they've went through and what they've experienced because it humanizes all these stories all these statistics all these numbers and all these war stories that i feel like we've all been desensitized to but the stories again humanize it makes it real now don't get me wrong Please still do your own research. Please know your history. Educate yourself. This is very vital. But what I think is a great supplement is hearing stories, real stories um, from real people where we can actually build empathy towards each other. Now, I thought, why not create or share stories, again, from these people on a monthly basis. And initially, I just wanted to start it on an article basis, like just write. So when I interviewed my good friend and mentor, Mark, which, you know, you will all hear about, I've released the episodes already, and hopefully you also get a lot out of that because I've, I did, I personally did in my own journey. Anyway, so we met up for coffee. We even like drove around to try and like, fitted in his day because he had to pick up his kids for soccer and then going home and all that kind of stuff so we it was a lot of like cutting in and out um throughout the day throughout the afternoon but yeah I was like hey I really loved um hearing about your experience in South Africa all of your thoughts on on racism and colonization and the insight and wisdom that he shared with me um from a different instance when we were hanging out at work I was like can I you know interview you I'd love to write an article about this but of course I will just record your conversation just so I can keep it as verbatim as possible I guess when I write the article or keep it as accurate and I wanted to be able to focus on our conversation as opposed to like I guess writing all the time while we were talking and I wanted it to be as organic as possible And we did that, you know, and then I came home and I kept listening to it. And I was like, man, there are parts of the story and our conversation that will honestly just be done justice if I think people heard it themselves. Even learn from how we were talking with each other and how 
we weren't like if we had a debate it was a healthy discussion or how I really asked him like pretty hard questions and how he helped me walk through that in my own head um, at the same time as well also realizing that even if we grew up on opposite sides of the world and yet we still had very similar emotions around you know wanting to be white losing in touch with their language losing in touch with their culture um, the anger the confusion um, all of that like it just made me feel less lonely and I hope for people who are listening that you, this also makes you feel less lonely I was like why not just you know what screw it I'll start a podcast and I've always told myself I'll never do this because <laughs> I'm very talkative and also I am pretty bad at making commitments um, so I was like if I start a podcast then that's it this means I'm really gonna have to commit to it so I will um, and here we are I'm just winging this to be honest I'm recording this all on my phone like I don't have a proper mic or whatever so um, yeah like go iPhone 11 Pro like I'm using you for everything. Um, so yeah, I'm just winging this, if I'm honest, along the way. Um, things, of course, will probably look differently. And hopefully with my next chat, it's not going to be filled with so much background noise um, for the second person I'll be interviewing. And of course, hopefully I can cut it down to smaller, um, to smaller episode times. So yeah, uh, I just really wanted to share my heart behind this. This is... I think the most truest passion project I've ever had, and I've had a lot of passion projects over the years, but this one feels very true to myself and something that I'm truly passionate about. And again, like I said earlier, to make a real social change and to really want to shift culture, as cheesy as it sounds, it really starts with us. Now, I also just want to say that with Chats With Project, um, I'm going to focus, of course, the first season around decolonizing or decolonizing content and featuring, you know, people or friends of mine or connections of mine that that also have really amazing stories to share about their own journeys. But I just want you guys to know that I won't limit Chats with Project to this topic alone. At some stage, when I finish the season, I'm thinking about six people, three to six people, depending on, you know, how I go and I approach these people that I've got lined up in my head. Again, I'm just winging this, so I haven't really talked to them yet. Um, I might touch as well on mental health and personal development as, you know, as this progresses. So yeah, I hope that this helps you, this content or this conversation helps you um, in your own journey. Um, I think before I, before I let you go, I just really, really, really want to emphasize that decolonizing does not happen overnight it is confronting it can get lonely it can be frustrating but know that like there's no race um that is doing doing this perfectly maybe not that no one's doing this right for sure there are people that are doing things right but i'm just saying that there is no one do there's no culture or race that is doing this perfectly and that you know it doesn't take overnight again because Obviously, we're trying to unlearn, we're trying to debunk centuries of colonization and slavery. But I think what's really cool about our generation is that we're honestly, we're just like speaking up and we're talking about it. So please, please, please get 
as much support as you want in this time. And if you feel like you don't have that kind of support in your life, feel free to just drop me a DM. Although I do take a while sometimes to reply, I always will get to them and reply to them. You're not alone in this. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about what this project is all about and the heart behind it. And be kind to yourself and be kind is the main thing that I really want to emphasize in this because we, it needs to be a win-win. It needs to be a safe space because that way we can have real honest conversations. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting in um, the time in your day to listen to this brown chick ramble. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Cheers.